1: Tonight, our friend and human optimizer-in-chief, Aubrey Marcus, joins us for another chat from his Oceanside Writer's Retreat, discussing, calling folks just to say hello, finding your ideal mission in life, breathing as a psychedelic, revisions, more skin graft than pomade, the belief of the existence of consciousness beyond the body, and the awesomeness of on steel maces. And that's just some of it. And now asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers, and my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Volelli, as we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows Podcast, begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Episode eighty-five of the Drunken Taos Podcast. They just keep stacking up, almost to a hundred before you know it. And right across from me once again, Mister Daniele Bolelli. Howdy. Yeah,
0: my man. Here we are. Today we shall be rolling with Mister Aubrey Marcos, CEO of Onnit, and thirty million other things. The, um. So that should make it easy for to convince you guys to check out Onnit if there's anything you like in what Aubrey has to say and there usually should be plenty right there then uh, shouldn't be too much of a stretch to convince you guys to check onnit.com onnit.com there's so many products out there that the odds that you're gonna find one that you dig are I would say 101%
1: I would start with the alpha brain it's pretty awesome and if you don't like it send the empty bottle back and get your money back yep that's the gig so doesn't get much
0: better. actually you don't even have to send it you just tell them I don't like it. And you get to keep, you know, get your money back and keep the alpha brain. So, not so bad. On that note, uh, of course, also thank you to Datsusara with the greatest hemp gear out there and short design t shirts.
1: There's a certain birthday girl I know that will be getting the Joe Rogan slash Daniele Bolelli Memorial fanny pack. Oh, yeah. That's very excited about that. That's glorious.
0: That always makes me happy. I
1: came, look like I was going on Datsusara maneuvers when I came into. Yeah, I got the backpack. I got the giant duffel bag.
0: Yeah, he's got the the Indiana Jones a satchel.
1: That's uh, gonna be huge.
0: That's mainly. That's the way to go. I so, don't know if
1: you can see. Can you see the bottom of my backpack? It got it got dropped in bleach, and it goes red. See, it goes hemp goes red. After I don't we, know why, or maybe cool. the poison that they make it black with. Or no, <laughs> no <not more>. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the micro ninjas. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Good old short design. The people with. Coolest t shirts in the world. Let's see if I have one today. Absolutely! absolutely. I do. Yes. Um, Sporting our own. The Surfing Nietzsche t shirt. Is that the favorite? You know what? It's so hard. Because every time I see one of our t shirts, I'm like, oh, I love this one. No, no, but the other one is the best. No, but it's like, it's hard. It's really, I don't know. What's your favorite pick?
1: Ah, well, let me recommend to you fellas. Because that sure design cotton is so thin and scrumptious. Get you extra, extra large. And put it on your lady as a nightgown. Oh, I like that. And the and the EQ for sure. Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah, it makes I you like green idea. a lot yeah. more. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. EQ is awesome. The logo is awesome. This one, the Nietzsche one, is awesome. Yeah. The crazy Dionysian parade is so fun to check out that it's it's hard. It's oh, by the way, I made a, I blew up the EQ T-shirt. I made a scroll out of it, kind of like a giant, like. And hang it in my uh, in my room. It's awesome. Nice. I'm so pleased with it. In any case, enough patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> well, actually, not ourselves because we haven't done shit. No. This was all uh, uh, our fine sponsors. Yeah, our fine sponsors. You know, good old Bennett hooking us up with the t-shirts. Savannah doing the designs. Uh, the first one, actually, Jamie Ludovis doing that one. She did the art for the first one. That was brilliant. So, thank you guys so much. For the rest of you, I'll shut up now and let's get going chatting with Obi Marcos. The one and only, the man, Aubrey Marcos. <laughs> What's up, Danielle? Good to be chatting again in front of a... We have tried this strange experiment. We have been talking not in front of a microphone. What a strange thing. I'm mean, not used to doing Weird, anymore. Right? Like having so, meals,
2: yeah, just, hanging out.
0: I, was, I, I said that once in an episode. He was also awesome. maybe two months back or something. You gave me a call. And in my mind, you know, I pick up the phone and I'm like, Oh, great. Oh, great. Kind of like, okay. What are we talking about? Like, right. w- what is the business at hand that we need to discuss? And you are just saying, hi, you know, yeah. and I was like, check that out. This is nice. <laughs> I'm not used to being human anymore. You know, right. everything is functional. Everything is let's do this. Let's do that. But just sitting back and saying, ah, it's my friend wanted well, to chat. This is cool. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, that's the, that's an interesting thing. It's like, um, there's a tendency for just being a mild sociopath in that way. <laughs> you know, like looking at people as their functions. Yeah. And then you just have to every once in a while be like, just shake yourself yeah. like a wet dog and be like, okay, let's get back to the human side of things here and, and just connect in that manner. Especially like, you know, for me as CEO, I'm always figuring out how people can play their role in this greater machine, you know. So uh, there's, I think, a big tendency to to view people as function yeah this is well they'd have a title and they do have a function but really always identifying with the person i think is key and i think when you see these movies like you know steve jobs and Mm -hmm. even even hearing about elon musk they'll just totally freak out on people because it's like It's like the anger that you have towards a printer when it's not printing right. (laughs) You know, it's like they forget that these are people who have like a family and they're going to be super bummed out and you can't do that to them, you know. But it's like, my fucking printer won't work. smash office space. Like, you're not the machine that you're supposed to be. And it's. It reduces the enjoyment of
0: life. It Because it it's does. like, I mean, I, I get it because I do the same thing, right? I want to get stuff done. I have all yeah. these 3 million projects that I want to see come to fruition. So mm-hmm. we got excited. We want... But then it's like, man, that's not the goal of the game. You know, the whole point of the game is not to get that project done and then that right. other one. It's
2: so... Because then why? You yeah. know, like when I forget that and connect with the real empathy with people... Mm-hmm then the why goes away. Why am I doing all this? Yep. Like, I'm pretty happy with very little, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I do like nice things. Obviously, we're right here at a place right on the beach. I'm looking out at the water. I like that. Yeah, we're not lot. in the ghetto yeah, right now. Yeah, That's I like better. that. Yeah. You know, but do I need... Uh, much much bigger place on the beach no i don't this is fine i'm i'm happy in this thousand square feet just looking out at the water and having good food you know not worrying if i buy the expensive yogurt or the or the cheap yogurt like like that's the stage for me that's important but but the why of what you know what i can bring to the world like what Mm -hmm. influence i can have that's the real motivation so if i lose that forget it i'm useless so that
0: was, uh, for me, was a excellent reminder. You push the reset button with the call. I was like, okay, Beautiful. now I remember what it is to be human again. Thank <laughs> you. Well, that feels Glad nice. that small,
2: small gesture could have been significant. Makes
0: all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of projects, instead, uh, you have been a busy writing man. Yeah. What's going on?
2: Yeah. So I always knew that I was going to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Like that was part of my path forever. I think... You know, I was two years old on my grandma's lap and I was telling stories about knights saving damsels in distress and she was hammering it out on an old typewriter. I loved it. And then like my own version of Robinson Crusoe of like islands and fighting and Always women, always women in all my stories as I was, as I was growing up. But uh, There's a,
0: sir, there's an Italian epic poem from the <laughs> 1400s that, in the first, I forget the exact word, but in the first four lines, as they sing of like, basically, I sing of uh, beautiful dancers, noble warriors, and brave deeds. And I yeah. remember thinking, what, else do, what, what else do you want What else do you want? What are you looking for?
2: What are you looking for here? Yeah. yeah, it's just words, you know, words were always a big part of my path. I was playing Scrabble mm-hmm. with my parents, like, legitimately pretty young and and then you know sixth grade i was writing stuff and i got a called in to a parent teacher conference because they thought my parents were writing it mm-hmm. and they were like the principal is there and they're like you're writing your son's work and they're like no we're not i was like yeah <laughs> suck it <laughs> yeah right. Right. um but yeah so i always knew that but i also knew that the life of a writer was very lonely yeah <laughs> you know like and i love people and i yeah. love being at the helm i like you know, my Alexander the Great moment with the double plumed helmet and like, charge! You know, and you don't get that as a writer. So everything's really, I feel really blessed because I've been able to create, you know, mm-hmm. this, this on it movement and and be at the helm of that and have 85, 90 employees now and, <clears throat> you know, be in the public eye in that way. And then also now I'm finally getting back to the original thing that I knew I was partly born to do which is right so it's this cool balance because when i write i'd like total isolation Mm -hmm. like i don't even have my girlfriend whitney out with me when i'm writing like i don't want i don't want anything there i don't want you know nothing so yeah i just kind of hold up here and i finished my third revision of my first book nice and uh it's a book about really kind of a mindset book about Mm -hmm. finding your ideal mission in life and then training the tools that will help you achieve that. And then encountering the resistance that will inevitably come. Of course. When you're it's on the
0: path. A, that's a given out three revisions out of 27 planned or three <laughs> revisions.
2: Like well, this is it. So It was a funny process. Cause I finished my first, I finished it wrote the end. Uh, I was all proud. I was like, yes, I'm I done. Did it. So I sent it off to my marketer and editor, Ryan holidays working on the book. Mm-hmm. He's amazing at that. And I was like, you know, yeah, so we'll, you know, we'll put a little pomade on him, We'll smooth it out, and we'll get it ready to go. He goes, "Oh yeah, pomade." Let me just just break it down to you now. It's going to feel more like a skin graft. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, skin graft." Okay, that's more painful than yeah, pomade, right? Not <laughs> He's like, quite yeah. as fun. So he kicked that one back immediately to me, and we completely restructured it, worked on that, and I was still pretty pretty fired up at that point. I was like, "Okay, yeah, good points." You know, restructure. Restructured everything sent it off to him again. I was like did it for sure did it He kicks it immediately back with the editor and they're like yeah, no Not so much <laughs> This is the way this is what's missing from the structure. This is a problem So then I just kind of like sat with that for a while and kind of gathered momentum again because dipping back in the third time was <clears> and, <throat> Yeah, it was challenging and then uh, but eventually you know with enough time and you know I just got that got that fire back and I just got out here and i just went in full savage mode it was mm-hmm. like 14, 14 hours a day for like 3 days in a row just i was either writing eating quickly or pacing wow. <laughs> like like that was it for like for 3 days and i actually knocked it out in like 3 days that next revision That's because awesome. i really understood i like yeah. knew what needed to happen mm-hmm. so there's very little time in between you know planning and fight but the interesting part of the process is is battling those Forces of resistance. No. Oh, yeah. It's like it's so insane. brutal. Yeah. Like the bargaining with yourself, just constant bargaining. <laughs> like, just, And you just have to mentally override all of that bargaining and just be like, no. And your body's like, wah, 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 no, yeah, do this. No, Go jerk off stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? absolutely. <laughs> it's like every thought in the universe comes in your brain to make yeah. you say,
0: do something else other yeah. than this. And do you just kill internet while you work or do you have it on? or
2: I... I, that doesn't really, those manual, those manual stops don't really oh, are right. effective for me. I have to do it all in my head. Cause to me, it's like when I'm on the net, like yeah. if, if the net is
0: open for some reason, then my writing speed decreases really? by 95%. Cause I'll write a sentence, I'll feel all proud and I'll go like, okay, now I deserve to check email. <laughs> now it's like, I'm like, you wrote one sentence, go yeah. back to work, <laughs> right. shut up, you know, you can't.
2: Yeah, I know a lot of people do that. There's like uh, software programs that block everything out. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, not for me. I write on Google Docs mm-hmm. anyway, so having an internet connection, I know it's being uploaded yeah, you need, immediately yeah. anyways. But, um, yeah, it's not a, not too much of an issue. That's I weird. really just, I it's really a battle with myself like i feel oh, yeah. those things coming up and i just try to slay them like little dragons that are where do they think they come from because i mean when you think about it it's so <sighs>
0: anti-evolutionary in every possible way it's like you have this thing inside of you that try to sabotage
2: you constantly why i think it's i mean i think the origin has to be fear mm-hmm. you know it has to be this fear of if you actually complete something, then you're on the line. Like, right. This is this is my first book. I've yep. never written a book. I could put that out, and people could say, "Man, you fucking suck. <gasps> yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah, you're yeah. terrible. Garbage. This book is garbage. Yeah. Like, go back to making supplements. Right. <laughs> you know, like, lift some kettlebells or something, right. you stupid monkey. Like stop writing, <laughs> stop writing books. So there's that voice. It's like I guess trying to protect us. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so. it feels more. It feels a little bit more devious than that, Hell yeah. you know, it's just I think inside us the way this video game is set up We have a force of resistance. Mm-hmm. That's just equal to our own drive. It's like an equal match mm. And and that's why we have free will is we always have an equal match so um That's why people who say, you know, yeah, we need all this fucked up stuff going on in the world, you know because that's the mm. resistance like I get what they're saying like we do need resistance in the macro, but even in the most perfect scenario, so you'll much, find so much yeah, inner resistance exactly. that it's not like it's gonna be easy. Exactly. You it's know? like set up the paradise and then we still
0: be <laughs> yeah, resistance totally, everywhere in totally. it. So yeah, totally. No, I agree. Yeah, the whole we need all the crap in the world I'm not a big fan of that idea. It's, yeah. uh,
2: I mean we can use it, you sure know? you can use you can make the obstacle the way, like yeah. like Ryan Holiday's yeah, stoic yeah. book, you know, like use the resistance as assistance for sure. But do we need it? No. We'll come up with plenty of shit. Exactly. It's not that you need to look for it or say thank you for this gift. It's like, shit happens. I might as well run with it. Look how unhappy a lot of the wealthy people are. Mm -hmm. I've known a lot of wealthy people in my life and they're no way happier than a lot of the poorest people I know. You know, it's just there's not that. And so you would think like, oh, yeah, they got everything they need. Well, their inner resistance is a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You know, that's. That's something that's a beast that they have to deal with just like everybody else. Sometimes even more than everybody else. Because when the external falls away, then that's when you really have to worry about the internal. Yeah, because you have no more excuses. Yeah. It's not like,
0: once I get these,
2: then yeah, I can be happy.
0: Right. like, you got it, now what? And you're like, oh shit, I'm still not happy, now it's, what?
2: It's so nice to have like a concrete enemy that you can mm-hmm. see and then use your strength to overcome that. Yep. I mean, I think that's the appeal of war. Yep. You know, like people go and like, yes, enemy crush enemy and it's like externalizing all of your own demons you know putting those on something else and then going to fight that but when you don't have that then you have to fight the inner demons the problem is is that the way you fight the inner demons is totally different you don't come at them with strength you have to come at them with surrender which is a different type of strength and coming at them with surrender is way harder in a lot of ways especially for someone who's very like alpha charge go forward attack problems and then you just have to go the other route and just, oh,
0: okay. be able to uh, sit back, look at the ocean, right. unwind, meditate, exactly. and take it. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, doing a research right now for an episode of History on Fire that will come up probably later in 2016. And it's um, about the life of Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And you look at his life and the guy has crazy demons. You know, they are hunting him down every minute of the day. And he explicitly right that basically is as long as you are riding fast enough, they can catch up with you. So his way is not exactly the surrender way. It's just action, 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 action every second of the day. Uh, In some way, in epic, beautiful fashion where he'll do this crazy amazing things that make him legendary in some cases you know you have probably a few million filipinos who are less than happy with him having to take out his inner demons (laughs) by starting the filipino-american war or stuff like that yeah but you know it's interesting to see in fact to me like the episode i don't even want to run it as the history of his presidency i want to run it as a psychological thing because like this guy was clearly battling demons and the that the way he finds a solution and again it's a short term solution it's not the great solution but for him the only way he can catch a breather is in action he's in the middle of just jumping off a plane kind of feeling you know it's
2: It's it's definitely an archetype that you see being played mm -hmm. out right now and um, you know actually Um, I don't know him too well, but I can see that archetype in like the fighter, Donald Cerrone, Mm -hmm. you know, so he's an MMA fighter, which is already extreme, but what does he fill his time with in the middle of it? Fucking crazy wake surfing adventures, like riding bulls and just doing crazy shit all the time. You know, it's like, that's that archetype of someone who's just constantly, (laughs) constantly moving. And I don't know his inner workings, but usually in that case, it's because, when you stop, you know, some shit comes up. Yeah, you they know? don't and, really want to deal with it. Uh, yeah, some shit comes up. So, so that it creates this amazing individual, mm-hmm. you know, it's some of the most endeared individuals, like obviously Cowboy is one of those yeah. endeared individuals, one of the most loved people in the sport, but then, you know, you can see that in him and then you see that in Teddy and you see that in people that are oh. just like, go, 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 like leave them, leave yeah. the demons in the dust. And it's a it's an interesting and, and and beautiful way to do it, but it's hard because you, you can't really outrun them because well, they they keep pace with you.
0: Absolutely, they are always there. And that's yeah. the thing; it's funny. Like I noticed, I was going through the list of some of my favorite characters, both in history or real people in modern times, you know. And consistently, one of the running threads among all the people I like is that they are mildly mentally deranged. <laughs> There's always that fight with the demons yeah. there, and they are. Awesome in some way, like they achieve things that are brilliant. They do this epic, gutsy thing, but there's always that inner struggle that's never all that successful. Is is right. uh, those guys who manage to get a big smile despite all the shit, not because they have necessarily conquered it. Yeah, and it's I guess because it we can relate, you know, because everybody's sure. fighting that battle. And so to see somebody who's right there at that edge who managed to do these amazing things in spite of all the stuff pulling him down and yet is not so, you know, the perfect boot down the mountain that I can't relate to anymore because I'm like, I'm glad for you. That's awesome. But yeah. I'm not there. So yeah. it's that... That's... Yeah, you run
2: into these occasional aliens. Right. You know, that are just like just gifted in that way. But for the most part, you know, a lot of these people surprising what they're what they're going through. And I was... I was really impressed to read about, you know, Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. suffered oh, yeah. from crippling depression, yeah, heavy. Like crippling depression. Yep. They called it melancholy back then. So crippling depression. And he still accomplished what he did. Yep. Like JFK had serious immune issues, like mm-hmm. serious health issues. And he, you know, he accomplished what he did. And so you just, you know, because I'm, you know, on the, on the outside, you know, lifting kettlebells sure. and doing all that stuff, but. You know, I fight. I gotta I got fight the inner demons, I of fight course. all kinds of these different things. It's not it's definitely not easy for me. No, definitely. That's why when I see somebody who has that vibe of being able to
0: flow through things and I'm just in awe. You know, I'm just yeah. like and sometimes it's inspiring because um oh one guy you introduced me to Porangi. Yeah. Um he came out to LA a few months back and he stayed at my house or so we got to hang out for a few days and yeah. he was And his vibe was just so awesome, you know, he had just this good, you know, because many people who are nice and sweet are also, I look at them and I'm like, well, you're nice and sweet, but you're also fucking weak, so I don't care, (laughs) you know, and he's not, you know, he's a strong guy, he's got his center, but he chooses to be nice and sweet, and so it's such a refreshing moment, like, being around him when I get all worked up and I'm ready, like, fight, go, I'm (laughs) going to pound this problem into the ground, and then I look at how he handles it, I'm like, oh. I like them more. I'll try that for a little for bit, sure. you know. It's like, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I really like, like, hanging out with him was another great teaching moment for me, just yeah. to see some of the stuff he does. And I'm like, I think I can use some of that.
2: Yeah, uh, he's a, I mean, he's a real master, but he's, but he's also like, he's put in the work, you know, oh, he's yeah. done, he's done a thousand sweat lodges mm-hmm. and hundred ceremonies and constantly meditating and constantly yeah. like into his music. But some people, so, so he's an alien for yep. sure, because yep. he's reached that level that's very difficult to get to. But then you'll see some people, like, I remember I used to have this friend, Zach, who no matter what he did, he was perfectly healthy. Like, it didn't fucking matter. No matter, like, <laughs> right. what horrible, deleterious thing yeah. he did to his body, didn't matter. Almost no matter right. what was fucking going on in the world. <laughs> His mindset was never... He was like a shark. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is this person? Like, how does this happen? Yeah. You know, like, I'm up and down and all over the place and in my head and uh, watching what I ingest and making sure, you know, he's like, ah! And I think you get those period, those people in history, like, you see those archetypes like Agamemnon, Mm -hmm. you know, from the Iliad or something. Just this hulking machine that just... Is not it's not it's not sensitive to the world in <laughs> the, any way. The laws of physics not apply there. Like They're just different in that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's trippy. And ultimately, I mean, is we are who we are. You know, we got our own uh, battles that are our own only. You know, there are some commonalities, but then there's our stuff. So it's not that tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be oh I'm gonna be just like Porangi tomorrow. I'm never yeah. gonna be that person. You yeah. know, he's like he's an awesome human being, I'm never gonna be that. No. And it's fine, you know. I think for me is who I am today, if I can learn three percent of what he does, I'm happy. You yeah. know, then I'm like that adds a little more balance to something where I'm full enough balance. It adds it, but I'm still me. You know, I still have my own personality, my own quirkiness, my own what makes me unique. But I learn something from somebody else that then I can apply to my own game. Yeah, and um,
2: yeah, that's key. You know, just I think everybody can teach us something. Oh, you know, that's that's one of the big lessons that I find consistent in champions and mm-hmm. anybody who's a master is they're always learning from wherever yeah. from wherever it comes from. You know, it's. Uh, I think a lot of people who are stuck in that level they just stop learning from people you know they stop being quiet enough to learn from everybody around them because there's everybody's got their own little magic
0: and sometimes is being quiet and sometimes it's just bad ego that you know when people think I'm better than this motherfucker which, or is, why in, I which learn is inherently from... noisy exactly. in the brain you know, that he goes
2: like this kid like jumping up and yeah. down eating uh, fucking Twizzlers and <laughs> shouting out commands with a fake helmet on his head and a plastic sword like
0: wah, wah, wah. these yeah. are all on top of your head and yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> sure I got that guy I can see why uh, writing. that's why I'm actually I'm really excited for your book and because uh, I remember reading uh, your articles uh, yeah. posts that you put out there, they are always crafted so brilliantly. Your writing is always so top-notch. That Thank always, you. I've always thought for a while, it's like, oh man, I can't wait to see what I'm gonna yeah. write the book. This should be fun. So
2: yeah, it's it's definitely uh it was very satisfying to get it out because I guess it felt a little bit like every time I write one of these books, it takes a little pressure off the fear of death. <laughs> you know, like if way? I if I died now, at least that book is out. So that contribution is like, mm-hmm. is locked in. Okay. You know? So I guess that was one of my last pervasive fears was not, I wasn't afraid of death for my own sake, you know, because I really feel like I've seen what the other side looks like and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, but I was afraid of it because I wouldn't have been able to give my wisdom to the world. You know, I wouldn't have been able to fulfill right. my mission. But every time I write a book, you know, then it feels like, well, at least I got that. Piece out. I got <laughs> you know, that I got one in. I got yeah. that one yeah. in. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's mitigating this this fear of not being able to play my part. So, yeah, I've had that.
0: Like, I had some mushroom trips where I'm tripping really bad and I'm thinking, okay, there's no way I'm dying, you know, that's <laughs> just for sure. And one of the regrets is, fuck, there was that one thing I wanted to get done. That damn yeah. book that would be <laughs> so, you know, I, yeah, I totally relate to that. One thing though, since you bring it up about the fear of death. Uh, listening to your experiences with plant medicine and everything, sometimes it sounds like a fairly straightforward process. You know, you got this fear, you go in, you face it, you come out the other side, you got rid of most of it. You know, it's a beautiful story. There's a the right. clear arc, you right. know, of uh, starting in one place, going, it's very, you know, Joseph Campbell like. There's yeah. a clear archetype there. And I like it and I'm quite envious because I tend to go like, go a little, three steps forward, two and a half back, one forward, three back. You know, it's yeah. kind of like I feel more zigzaggy a lot with that. Is it... Are you just a lucky bastard? Are you just... <laughs> what's going on there? What no, I have to
2: consistently keep learning the same thing over and over again. I'm mm-hmm. I'm shocked at how often I have to relearn the same thing. But some things, some things get solid. Like some mm. things get to be... Foundations built on rock, right? You know, it's like generally you're molding in sand and then you're at, you know, medium tide and the waves are coming in (laughs) and they'll crush it down and you have to rebuild it and they'll crush it down and you have to rebuild it. But occasionally you can build a few things on rock. Mm -hmm. And for me, like the belief in the existence of my consciousness beyond the body that will extend beyond that, you know, that that's rock for me because I've seen it just so many times and I've felt the truth of that so many times that that's rock. And that's a big key in not fearing death is knowing what death is. It's yeah. not a lifetime of nothingness in the void. It's a very colorful <laughs> experience from what I've seen of that other side. And that might seem, that may seem crazy because it's not like I actually died. Yeah. But when you're in these plant medicine experiences, you perceive truth in a way that's different, that just you're able to tell what's real and what's mm-hmm. not real. And um again, that may sound crazy, but that's, Truly what I, truly what I believe.
0: Well, I mean, it's one of the things is like, it's such a intensely personal experience that no one else can tell right. you real, not real. It's right. Only you have that perception. Yeah, sure. It's nobody else's business to comment on it in that. Yeah. Uh...
2: So then other things like, choosing faith over fear. Like Mm -hmm. that's one that I constantly have to relearn and keep working. Like I understand the fundamental truth of it. Like the future is unknown. You do your best to prepare for all the bad shit that may happen and then you have a choice. And that Mm -hmm. simple choice is to have faith that everything's gonna be all right. And guess what? Like no matter what's happened in your life here you are right now. Right, it's all worked out. So you're pretty much batting a fucking thousand, right? right? You're batting a thousand. <laughs> like if you'd have had faith that it would all work out, you'd been right every time. Yeah, like eventually yeah. it all works out. Nonetheless, we still approach every new thing with fear. Like oh shit, this it's is gonna like, be the one. This is this gonna, be, is the is the gonna one, be the one. You know that's yeah, gonna end it. It's like the fun. It's the craziest thing where we're not learning. You know, like like if you if you did something like even an athlete, like mm-hmm. if they made the certain shot every single time. You know, they wouldn't yeah. approach that shot with, like, this fucking time. I'm going to miss it. You know, it's like, oh, it's a layup. Like, I got yeah, this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's going to fucking go in. Oh, it's funny, though, because I totally do that. Like, I notice even with, uh,
0: like, with History on Fire, like, every episode, once I release it, and then I'm like, oh, that was badass. And then the, immediately after I compliment myself on that came out awesome my next thought is oh I'll never be able to do it on the next one the <laughs> next one the next one is where I stop no, the next one is where I'm gonna get stuck and it's gonna suck yeah. and I start the process and I feel awful I'm like no this doesn't come out right and then I'm done I look back I'm like oh that was badass yeah. and I st- it's the next one again it's it's
2: amazing like uh, just constantly relearning things oh. like that and and those are those are like the keys to being that's one of the biggest keys to being happy It's like mm-hmm. you can either just approaching the world like everything is going to get fucked and that yeah having some premeditation, having like as the stoics say, seeing all the possible sure. ways that things could get screwed up and doing your best to to prepare for that but then you got to let it go and just choose to look at the unknown with one of those two things fear yeah. of faith and um the more i remember that the happier i am but i constantly forget it
0: yeah it's funny it's like there are things shit there's stuff that i've written that I have to study like oh teach me why oh, yeah. it's <laughs> me right it's totally. like, I wrote them damn stuff I obviously <laughs> believe it I felt it in that moment yeah. but when I'm not in the moment it's as foreign to me I mean I understand it intellectually but I'm not there you know and so it's like how do I get back myself in that state and I find it funny because the more the better things are the more than that attachment to wanting things to stay that way and yep. the fear that you're going to lose it kicks in.
2: That's such a nasty little voice that I find too. It's like when things are really, really good, yep. it's like, don't get too happy, motherfucker. It's yep. going gonna, gonna to come exactly. crumbling down <laughs> yeah. now. You're like, where is this thing coming from? It's I like this, this this just desperately trying to put a lid yeah. on your joy. Yeah. 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 And it's hard, to, it's hard to outwit that and outmaneuver that guy, you yeah. know? Because it's like... Things are so good. Like, don't enjoy it too much. You yep. know, if you enjoy this too much, the gods will smite you. It's like this, you know, they used to have, they used to project that upon the gods. It's like, yeah. if you're too happy, the gods will cut you yep. down. But it's really our own, it's our own voice. Because mm-hmm. I, I have no of course. belief that the god, that's the way the gods work. But right. it's just its own force of resistance. Again, fear trying to protect us. Yeah. And, and totally thwarting us. Yeah. Because... That's coming from this like juvenile kid, mm-hmm. you know, that's not educated and not, and not doesn't have a lot of sense. So it's like we're listening to the dude with the Twizzler sword and, <laughs> the, the, and, one the, with and the, the Viking helmet right. with one <laughs> plastic horn and just like a milk mustache. Right. And he's just like, yeah,
1: like don't be too happy.
2: <laughs> not the guy you want no, to listen to, definitely. Oh, no. yeah, you yeah, know, but yeah. we do because we think that's us and we, right. we identify with that when. We're not identifying with the better part of uh-huh. us, you know, the consciousness. <laughs> and speaking of techniques
0: to play with that, I know that you have said in one of your podcasts not so long ago, how you know, it's not that you're done forever with plant medicine, like you're going to use it and you're going right. to do what you need. But as far as being the main part of your journey, that's it. You know, that's yeah. you got what a big chunk of what you need and now you want to try different things. And yeah. What are some of these different things? What are some of the modalities that you see as uh, yeah what's really teaching. firing me up now
2: yeah. um, <clears throat> so what I'm like the most fired up on now is actually using dance mm. as, a, as a methodology which mm-hmm. is one of the oldest means sure. of doing this you know drums and dancing putting yourself in this trance yeah. it's a way to really anchor to the present moment all these things are really ways to anchor to the present empty the mind yeah. so that you're just a, a physical form but I find that dance is a really powerful medicine and the the way that i do it it's called ecstatic dance a lot of times so mm-hmm. it's basically dance to the point where you have no purpose for it other than to mm-hmm. just move just yeah. completely freely move sometimes you can do it with a blindfold you can do it with low light right but it's really interesting to find the limitations that you have on your body so that's like the initial first part like there's certain ways that you move you're like I can't move that way because everybody will think I'm gay for sure. <laughs> yeah. like, if my hips move like this, it's a clear sign right. that I like to suck dick. Yeah. Like, yeah, like undoubtedly, I'm telling the world and myself that I'm gay. That's what you know. I so see. you like you hear this voice. And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm just moving my body in a certain way. It doesn't mean that I like. Right. You know, to blow other men. Like, that's not the case. So you have these resistances about how you look and what, you know, all of these things that you push through. And then eventually when you get your body like completely free and just moving to the music without thought and those voices quiet down, it's incredibly powerful. And then weaving in moments of like very quiet Mm -hmm. music where you can have these kind of breakthrough moments. I mean, I've had visions and I've had all kinds of powerful things happen but it's very embodied Mm -hmm. you know like where the plants the body is usually in some kind of hell Mm -hmm. you know like nauseous or some terrible shit is happening to the body and so you almost project out of the body into the astral and you're playing in consciousness outside of the body with dance you're like rooting it all the way in through your feet and there's something like really enlivening about that like your whole somatic experience feels it rather than just your mind and your heart feeling it uh, from the plant, so that's one of the ways that I'm really um, digging in. I dig that one. Yeah, that's great. Another one um, is using breath. Mm-hmm. So, like holotropic breathing is what Dr. Stan Groff called it. Mm. Uh, shamanic breathing is popular, but basically, Wim Hof is doing his own yeah. version of it. Yep. Kundalini is approaching that as well. So, there's all these different schools and ways that people are doing it, but it's basically hyperoxygenating the body to the point where you break through and have somewhat of a psychedelic kind mm. of experience. And you can use the cold like Wim Hof does. Yeah. Like I've been using the ocean out here um, because, you know, when you jump in something cold, that's naturally the body's response is, right. <laughs> you know, you get, the, you get that breath going. And part of that is because the oxygen will bring the inner fire, as right. Wim Hof calls it, in through your body. And that's why he's been able to withstand so many cold temperatures is the it use seems of breath. awesome. Amazing, right? Amazing, yeah. Did you ever meet him? I haven't met him, no. I was in contact with his son for a while, like a long time ago, and then I was gonna go see him and just got busy, but, uh, I'm gonna. He would be a great guy to hang out with. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I'd love to circle back with him. Um, but yeah, so that type of breathing has been really valuable for Mm -hmm. me as well. And then just, um, just meditation, you know, Mm -hmm. make sure that I really realized that just by choosing to, to do something like that, I can access a lot of the same things that I get with the plants. It's
0: awesome. Yeah. That sounds sound brilliant. Yeah. I want to start, you know, the more you write on this stuff, the more I'll get <laughs> tips from you when I run with dance, sure. because that sounds like good stuff. For right sure. There.
2: It's so fun. Dance is a funny one for me, though, mm-hmm. because it's especially for men. Oh, yeah. It's like there's not many men that are really free. Nope. And they do it. Even men who can dance a little mm-hmm. bit and do dance it's very much a show oh yeah you know you've like you've learned the moves like as i was always i've always been comfortable dancing sure. but i've always been comfortable dancing because you know i had moves and i had mm-hmm. patterns that i knew would work and yeah. i knew you know but it wasn't like i was just freely moving you know the way that my body wanted to move
0: and that's trippy how much of that is culturally determined yeah like how there are some cultures in which people are completely relaxed when it comes to stuff like that. There's no weird body image about dancing, about what a man is, and, oh, you dance, what the fuck, Uh, you know, you fucking gay guy. You know, there's none of that, you know, and so people are completely comfortable, men included, because, you know, most women around the world tend to be much easier and cooler with dancing, culturally speaking, like, it's more approved of, whereas most men, depending on the culture, you sure. know, in like in Western culture, Jesus Christ, I mean, it's the stereotype of, you know, the white guy who can dance kind of thing, yeah. right? Is And where does it come from? A lot of it is cultural. And it's funny how some of these things is like the, um, like you read about some of the groups that were not considered white when they came to the US, even though you look at their skin, it's like, that's pretty damn white. Yeah. You know, the Irish, uh, Italians, Jews, all of these guys had, um, they usually had a big dancing tradition. Yeah. And part of the price for being considered proper white was to squash that, was to get rid of a lot of that. You know, a lot of the athleticism had to go out because that's what low-class entertainers do. A lot of the dancing, wild and crazy, that's not what a real... Mainly white guy right. does you know <laughs> i so like, and so a lot of that had to be repressed in order to buy the ticket into okay now you're a proper white person you yeah can, you can join us it's at... so
2: crazy you know i mean i think it's again just these fears projecting out onto other mm-hmm. other people you know you're afraid of you're afraid of dancing yourself mm-hmm. so you put down everybody else who's expressing themselves in that way. you know you're you know in, in the religious context i think they're afraid of you know being able to have a proper sexual relationship Mm -hmm. so they squash sexuality across yep. the board like nope nobody's gonna do yep. it then that means that i don't have to worry exactly. about it and i'm exactly. all good Exactly. You know, it's the yeah. crazy little twizzlers yeah. twirling tyrant and again just making rules that everybody suffers from just because of your own fear right it's kind of like to the rules well, let's go
0: conquer the philippines because i got my own inner demons that i don't yeah. want to deal with yeah let's right. fucking <laughs> lay
2: waste these yeah. what the fuck <laughs> what are we doing i know man. it's you know it's it's wild, but yeah, I, I'll put that out as a challenge to people listening now. Just like find some good music and all by yourself, like 100% mm-hmm. completely by yourself at first. Put on the music and just move completely freely yep. and just see what comes up. Like you'll, you'll, you'll try and be like. Yeah, now screw this. You know, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? So Aubrey challenged me. Oh, why am I doing it? So you'll bargain with yourself a million times, but then you get past that first sweat and you'll be surprised how you feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool feeling. It's hard to stay in a shitty, sour mood when you're dancing so much that you're sweating.
0: You know, it's funny, I noticed that... Because, I mean, I got the same thing as everybody else in this regard does. So, you know, image and how you look. And the and one place where I gave myself permission instead to be cool with it was especially when my daughter was tiny. So I could kind of pick her up and she yeah. likes the music. And so we dance around. Like, I grab her, move her around and do things dancing together. And we would have a blast, right? Yeah. She's laughing her ass off and it's fun. I'm having a blast. <laughs> and it's like... But suddenly, like put the baby down and you're by yourself. Suddenly <laughs> the brain is like, oh wait, I look funny now. It's like, I should have yeah. It's like, oh
2: man. That's really funny because I just did a, I, so for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I can't mm-hmm. remember which, um, but I was out with my family and I, it was Christmas. So I was out with my family at Christmas and I have a ecstatic dance like playlist that I've curated like mm-hmm. one hour. So I got my whole family to do it. And um, my stepdad, you know, is old SWAT team squad leader rough yeah. kind of bear and you know he likes to move around a little bit but it's 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 you know it's not that most not that comfortable but then my sister's son, mm-hmm. you know, came in there and he picked him up and, man, he was moving oh, yeah. at that of point. Course. At the point that if he had a little, little baby yep. in his arms, he was just getting it. He's like, it's, no, no, I'm just doing it for the baby. Yeah, i just yeah. doing because
0: I need to make the baby a fan. So, you know, yeah. I'm doing all these crazy yeah, things. It, it has a
2: purpose, yeah. you know, and he's just laughing and he's yeah. loose uh, and he's uh, moving uh, around. I mean, his movement picked up 200%. Of course. It's a, it's, funny, it's a funny thing that I that, that just triggered that. But, yeah, all of these things, like it's so silly like we got to push past that and, and some of it is just that one or two people that just made fun of you that one time oh, when yeah. you were dancing sure. early on and the, when you're doing something that's that expressive and that anchored to your true self mm-hmm. when someone shits on it oh, it yeah. hurts terrible like that same thing with singing mm-hmm. you know like my girlfriend for example like she she used to sing all the time this is a story like sing constantly yeah and one day someone told her that uh, her singing was no good and it just closed it up entirely yep and she hadn't sung for anybody until like this past year yep like for like 15 years something she truly loved she's really good at right just went and closed up from one comment from a family member. Absolutely. That just went, Pling. and that family member was probably drunk, probably doesn't even yeah. remember it. it's like,
0: I said that? No <laughs> yeah. way, really? really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because I actually I thought that. our
0: singing was pretty good. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's
2: came out that day. You know? Totally.
0: Yeah, it's weird. That's why it's like, got to watch what we say to other people. I mean, For it's sure. not like everybody's like this delicate flower that you can't say shit to. It's like, sure, let's be. But at the same time, you know, there are things that are sensitive and that you can really kind of stun somebody's that way. It's uh... yeah,
2: singing, laughing, dancing. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking talk shit no. to somebody about any of that stuff. No, <laughs> you got to let that because that's that'll really screw somebody up. Yep, you know. I mean, those are very expressive parts of someone's true self, you big time, and and a way that the the innocent kind of inner kid of everybody expresses itself. So, but then also on the other side, we shouldn't have a society that doesn't have ways. To recultivate that, mm-hmm. like we just accept that. Oh, this person doesn't dance. Yeah. Well, in a tribal setting, like that doesn't happen because everyone's like, "Yo, what? What the hell? We're doing? We're having a dance. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like this is a dance. You're right. either playing drums or you're dancing. You don't. are not just like walking yeah. around and saying, "I don't dance." Like this is a tribe. Yeah. You know. So you get to the bottom of it, and then you figure out like. Oh, you don't think you're comfortable. Well, you are comfortable. You're beautiful. You move great. And then everybody rallies together to fix those things. Oh, okay. We're singing now. Oh, you don't sing. Well, why not? Well, okay. Well, here. Like, let the voice come. Right. We don't have that. We just accept, oh, this person doesn't dance or Mm -hmm. sing or play music or cool. That's good. Just leave it alone.
0: Yeah. It's, it's trippy how that is. Yeah. And again, it goes back to this weird, uh, like in the, in Not Afraid, I keep using the image of this. I picture this gnome stuck inside our brain that's whispering to us all these things that are mm-hmm. like self dubbed and, oh, you look stupid like that, or don't do this, or all the fear. Or the, and I'm desperate trying to figure out a way to lure the gnome out and beat the living hell out <laughs> of him so I can have some peace and be left yeah. alone. But it's tricky. It's definitely tricky stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Anything else wild and exciting going on?
2: Ah, oh, wild and exciting. <laughs> I'm really working a lot on um, the human body right now. That's my mm-hmm. next book that I'm coming up with. And like you it's a funny thing. Two like, books. <laughs> but like, no, I don't write one book. i write two books. Yeah, I'm, I'm in it now. Yeah. I'm in it. But that was actually going to be the first book I was going to write. Mm-hmm. And then I shifted gears. So I already had some momentum. But, <clears throat> you know, it's it's probably one of the most complicated pieces of machinery in the world. And we had no instruction manual. Yeah. You know, just... Things that were passed down, maybe true, maybe Mm -hmm. not. And then we have all of these different fields of scientific study and inquiry that are, you know, coming together and providing information. And then we have a shitload of disinformation. I mean, the myths about saturated fat and cholesterol Mm -hmm. and heart health, you know, have been thoroughly debunked. Yep. But that's only been in the last few years that those were debunked and completely debunked. Like they had the whole world from the 80s to the 90s going, you know, worried about fat when really they should have been worried about sugar Mm -hmm. the whole time. And so this whole this whole thing is kind of turned on its head. And some people aren't even aware of that. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they're still looking for low fat. You still see commercials, you know, like zero grams of fat, you know, some yogurt with zero grams of fat and a shitload of sugar. That's like the best part of the yogurt. Like, the only good part of the yogurt is the fat and the probiotics. Right. <laughs> like, everything and you else is the, shit. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, they're, they're talking about the wrong thing. And it's because it's still so embedded in our ethos. Yeah, it's funny. I switched
0: from, because I definitely have a sweet tooth, so I like my sugar. But obviously, you know, it's bad stuff for you. It is right. a drug and not a good one for that. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what, what can I do rather than consuming three pounds of, you know, and the one thing that I tend to do is, you know, Greek yogurt with uh, honey. So mm-hmm. it's raw honey. It's, you know, healthier kind of sugar and that's that. And and to find a yogurt that's actually, you know, whole Greek yogurt, you have to go through 0% fat, 1% fat, yeah. 2% fat, and that's all there is. And then you find a one liter, you're like, Jesus, it's... It's crazy. But, you know, I get it because we hear so much shit all the time about what's uh, uh, what's healthy and what's not healthy. You know, it's like just about every single thing you're going to go for, particularly when it comes to nutrition. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear, oh, there's all this research that clearly proves that this is the way to go. And
2: then you turn the
0: corner and it's like, clearly all the research proves <laughs> that that's bullshit and that will yeah. kill you. And that you should yeah. do this instead. And you're like...
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the way that that information kind of gets switched all the time has, has to be frustrating for people, yeah. you know. So I think in, in writing the book that I'm writing now, I'm hoping to put something out that's really foundationally solid, you know, some some principles that people can see. And there's also a lot of times people work in, in isolation with, mm-hmm. you know, with their own field of study and they're not drawing the connections yep. between that, you know, like, um, you know, for example alcohol consumption one of the reasons why you get so hungover is it produces this toxin this very potent toxin called acetaldehyde mm-hmm. and the also having a candida infection having candida overgrowth which most of us have because right. of antibiotics and things like that is constantly producing acetaldehyde as well in mm-hmm. the system so there's these things that you do for a hangover that you would also do for your candida control and like this kind of crossover because you're basically dealing with you know, different problem, but with a similar common enemy. And so drawing those connections together, figuring out a strategy yeah. um, that's really functional that people can use, like, oh, I'm hung over. Well, this is what's exactly going on. This is what you need to deal with. Oh, I have candida. Well, this is the way to fight it, and this right. is what what's going on. And just very basic, solid information that... Um, people can put to good use, hopefully. So
0: yeah, because otherwise you're right; it's so confusing yeah. out there. Whereas, like just today, I was reading something. You know, everybody say antioxidants are great, are awesome. You know, blueberries. What can possibly be wrong with blueberries? And they were doing this study. Say, uh, well, they can actually contribute to the growth of cancer cells. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just saying everything opposite until the other. It's a like constant mess of so. And, and,
2: and the studies can be really misleading too, because exactly. you have somebody you have somebody studying yeah. red meat. Right? Yeah. so they're doing a study on red meat well red meat is constantly getting pumped with hormones mm. antibiotics GMO processed foods I mean what do you think makes up meat yeah. you know meat is made from the food that we you eat. ingest exactly. like you, you're you not what you eat you're, you're what you eat ate yeah you know because that's what's making them up yeah. you know so you're doing a study on that yeah so if you're having hormone laden antibiotic infused you know meat that's been fed only corn Well, yeah, that may have some that may have some bad health effects, and so. But again, the study doesn't come out. This type of meat produced this result. Right. It's red meat Meat is bad. Red meat is bad. Exactly. Well, maybe or maybe not. right? Right. You know, like depends on what type, and I think that's a lot of the things that. People are making misconceptions on. You could say, like, yeah, I could spray lettuce with poison and right. then come out with <laughs> a study. The lettuce
0: is bad. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Lettuce is bad. It will kill you. Lettuce right. will kill you. Yes. Of you know, course. it's like, well, maybe it was the cyanide I sprayed on the lettuce, actually. <laughs> so
0: commercial it. crappy meat is not the same thing as a Rogan hunted moose. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that Rogan moose is
2: the best type Rogan. of moose. I have get. to
0: score an invite. I'm yeah. badly trying to. Uh, that would be a glorious thing to try out the
2: full-on Rogan yeah moves.
0: exactly yeah uh, no that makes sense that makes sense and that's what makes it tricky because we end up with this generalization about this is good or this is bad which is the same thing that we do about everything else it's kind of like I fall for it too it's like when sometime I say oh uh, Christianity sucks and then I think about it it's like well Many interpretation of Christianity sure. sucks. There are some aspects that, some interpretations that are totally cool. But yeah. if that's how you're going to behave based on that interpretation, I have zero problems with that. Yeah. It's like I have, So when I use that term, I'm thinking of particular approaches to it, which may be mainstream, may be the dominant ones, but that doesn't mean it's the whole thing. It exactly. does not mean, oh, Christian equal. It's not equal. It, there's so much variety out there. Yeah. That when we try to oversimplify it, I think it's the same thing as the poison sprayed meat and thinking it's all like this, every single kind. There's no difference whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a tendency that we have with, with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to we find a little piece of rock on the apple we yep. throw out the whole apple you know and we do that with people too mm-hmm. it's not just concepts it's like people yep. like we find somebody that we're really interested in and has a really good idea like i always use the example of carlos castaneda mm-hmm. like amazing philosophy that really helped me in my life right you know? but was he a totally crazy fucker yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. like potentially even exactly. homicidal in right. his later life like uh, there's a good uh, good reason to believe that some of the people when he died killed themselves wow. based upon psychological control that he put on him, which isn't exactly homicide, but it's definitely fucked Bad, up, right? Yeah. Bad. Crazy person. Yeah. But does that mean that I should go, and I learned that afterwards, does that mean I should go back and unlearn all of the right. Castaneda philosophy? No, that was inherently internally sound. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it was done by a crazy person that isn't, you know, it. it I shouldn't yeah. throw that all away. And that's the same with Christianity. Like, just because what the Christians have done, you know, doesn't mean that you should throw out all of Jesus's teachings because he was a wise, wise mystic. Right? You know?
0: there, yeah, that ability to pick and choose is an important one. Yeah. you're never going to run into something that's 100% perfect where everything works, or even the opposite. You're really going to find something that's bad from A to Z. Shit, I'm sure. Hitler brushes teeth right you know what I mean that is like if that's all you learn from him that is not a bad thing you know it's like something like that where we tend to we like our stories black and white and the reality is that it's often a bit more complicated than that where some amazing human beings do great stuff and then they see some pretty awful ones and it's like I don't need to copy the whole model. I don't need to embrace it 100% or reject it 100%. I can take the healthy stuff and leave the unhealthy yeah. one behind.
2: Yeah, otherwise Probably. we're going to starve. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. because, there's, because there's unhealthy stuff in everything. Everywhere, absolutely. And also people have a tendency to try and fit some abstract concept to, to make, the, to make the, the truth fit this concept that they have in their head. I was just talking with my friend Bodhi last night, and we were talking about the fact that in, uh, in the emergency room, They inject babies with vitamin K Mm -hmm. because they say 100% of babies are vitamin K deficient. Wait a minute. 100% of babies are vitamin... That means every single baby from the history of time is vitamin K deficient. Maybe, maybe we need to change our idea about that. Right. You know, it's not like you have here's the norm and then here's babies 100%. No, it's nature fucked up. It's yeah, nature na- clearly look, fucked up. Nature they fuck forgot to put. I got my RDA. It's on yeah. my back of my Kellogg's Fruit Loops box. All right. And it says vitamin K is this much for infants, yeah. but every infant's done, so let's all inject them. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's. It's like a, this is weird thing where someone's not saying if 100% of the people have a certain thing, maybe that's the norm. Yeah, maybe there's a
0: reason for it. Yeah, right? exactly. maybe that's how the human body is designed to function. Yeah, yeah no, it's it it's tripping. Yeah. It's so, but yeah, I'm glad you're doing that. So,
2: two books in the works. Two when do you think?
0: Uh, when do you think we got to see them?
2: <clears throat> we'll definitely see. Um, we'll definitely see that, that book that I'm working on, the first one. Probably within six months, I would say. Okay. Um, probably going to go the self-publishing route, still some mm-hmm. some other options. If I don't go the self-publishing route, it could be up to a year until yeah. we get that out. Um, and the other one will probably be a little bit close to the same time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But I have it's harder for me to figure out when this other one's going to be finished because it's just so research-intensive. Of and course. I keep, the farther you go down the rabbit hole, the more you open up yeah. these different channels. You know, you think you're done, and then you're yeah. like... You figure out how the methylation pathway affects that thing, like, shit, I got to write about the methylation pathway, like, and have it make sense, because right. it's not something that anybody's paying attention yeah. to. Like, make sure that it's something that people do need to know about, and if they do, what are the essential parts they need to know. So, right. it's a bit like exploring an unexplored tributary, where you don't know how long these streams yeah, are going to go. That that could be tricky, but still probably relatively
0: back-to-back. and so They'll be the pretty close, yeah.
2: yeah. That's awesome. Two books. Two books. Nice. I dig it. Having twins. Yeah, are you already thinking third or uh, sure. I got I got my next five planned out.
0: Uh, You're a psychopath like me. I feel (laughs) so much better about this. I remember
2: looking on your computer and seeing that you had this this file of all of these books in various stages of brainstorming progress.
0: Where they are all I only need 75 years to write them all. Yeah. (laughs) I know that's
2: a hard thing. I keep coming up with these different things like, that needs to be its own ebook for sure. Yeah. (laughs) That needs to be its own this and this and this. Like, I'll never stop writing. I'm to the point where when
0: I get a new idea, my first moment is, no, no, (laughs) drop a new idea. No, I'm not opening another file. No, that's no, go away. (laughs) A new idea. I don't want to deal with you.
2: I just. So, what's your process for that? Like, how do you deal with which ideas? stick and which ones get shelved I tend to write notes
0: about some of these projects for a long time in many cases for years I mean there are books that are still nowhere near close even starting and I've worked on them for 10 years where just every so often like I was driving here now and an idea came up so I stopped when I park and just typed out away where's that file again opened that one up and add another scene another dialogue another Mm. moment and and eventually, when uh, at some point I'll take a look and see at what stage each one is, and like, okay, I'm done with the previous project, now which one? Let me take a look. Okay, there are two or three that are clearly ahead of everything else, and I've been putting more time and attention to, so I'm oddly more passionate about okay, now let's go back through all that mess of random notes that yeah. are now 40 pages single space, then figure out a pattern. You know, what's oh, the yeah. outline there? What's, right. What goes with what? Let's start creating a structure. That makes there. Sense. And then when I start seeing a structure, then clearly there are going to be holes in the structure because I may have developed really intensively some aspect and missed transitions between, and so I'll start creating the transition. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I just need to
2: write. Yeah, you know? no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for me, I got, so I have one more that's already a lot of momentum on, so mm-hmm. that'll be next year's, that'll be next year's book. That's been on, I went through all my old journals for the plant medicines, and oh, nice. uh, so it's basically going to chronicle all the wisdom yep. I gained from the plants and kind of tell that story. Um, but then the other books beyond that, I'm still, I'm still kind of writing with my actions. Yeah, exactly. you know, as much as I learn, you know, on relationships and community and different things like that, so... And also,
0: then eventually, I want to read uh, the Aubrey Marcos Nights, Saving Dancers in the Stress <laughs> book. That's the, I mean, this is all nice and stuff, but that's, that's what I'm waiting Let's get for. Back to you that. Know? Let's yeah. get back to
2: the good stuff. Glory and beautiful women. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where everything should begin and end with that. <laughs> For sure, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. My thank man. you, brother.
2: It's always a pleasure, man. Awesome. For sure. Anybody wants to look up um, kind of what I'm doing, keep up with me. Everything's at Aubrey Marcus, just my name, and AubreyMarcus.com is my website. So check that out. Got some cool shirts at Space, and of course, um, Anna.com for all your health and human optimization needs. So much appreciated, you guys. I love you guys.
0: I've been on a steel maze key lately. Oh like, I started yeah. Started playing with the steel maze. I'm like, this is the. Coolest thing in the universe. It's so awesome, now right? I'm like, uh, I just started. I'm gonna be checking your instructional. I know you got a lot, so I'm gonna steal Mace is the way to go now. <laughs> yeah, it's... we're gonna
2: have like uh, TV channels now too, where all of our master trainers uh-huh. will have like uh videos on demand where you can follow along with workouts. Nice, which is really cool. Yeah, I love I love geeking out with the Mace. I'm out, I have one here, and I bring it out I, to the beach, I saw that. and I'm out of the beach Brilliant. practicing different stuff. It's cool. I love it. Cool. So you guys get a steel mace now. For sure. Thanks, Daniele. Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you so much.
1: Well, that's always fun. Aubrey, good cat. Indeed. And
0: uh, we'll have him yet again so a couple of quick things as usual beside the the sponsor business if you guys are in the mood to support the podcast by either shopping on Amazon through our Amazon link that would be very very sweet checking out our t-shirts that's always good Uh, Daoist lecture series if you want to grab that up from uh, the cart and you know everything is in the episode notes but you know seven hours plus of Daoist lecture series never hurts for less than ten bucks we got what else? A quick thank you to their affiliates, Coracao Chocolate and Audible. You guys know the drill with them. And uh, let's just say well of course a quick thank you to Daisy House for the great music. Let's just say a quick thank you to the sweet folks who donated in the meantime.
1: Ooh Let the pottering begin.
0: Here we go, we got David Ochoa, Jeremiah Sui, David Winkle, uh, David Peterson. Darko Stanicic, Chris Talent, and Ari Olsen. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Another quick, quick thanks to our Steelgrass friends over in Kauai, Hawaii. We are currently experimenting by uh, enhancing a delicious bottle of absolute vodka with some vanilla bean. That does not hurt. And we're going to swill back a couple of vanilla martinis before we do a show in about six weeks when it's ready. So I am down with that plan. <laughs> And that's it. That Kiva keeps growing like crazy, man. Almost $42,000 in donations from our fine friends. So it just keeps happening. That's it. That
0: uh, that was not the noise in the background you heard was not somebody kicking down the door to steal the money because we don't have it. Don't we don't have a penny of it. It's all over so the world. That's where it's at. And with that, I would say you guys have an awesome day and we'll get rolling. <gasps>
1: Maybe I don't want to hear this. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo caso, in questo caso, le providenza di Dio.
0: Duncan can show you the way. huh?
1: Eh? Oh man, and that scary the thing. <laughs> nice.
0: So don't kill people. Do that instead. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. <laughs> <laughs> this was great, fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. We've been the having hell, a great hour nice. here. Dun, I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're or... outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's so. let's continue. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Tomstone with uh, Val Kilmer and... Uh... Uh, your accent. It just... Whatever that movie is you were trying to tell Can me about. Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah, that one. Exactly. Tombstone. Just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you.
2: That's Get back I... to work.